gentlemen, here is the World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Packers Mass. Welcome to Indie Handshake. I am Jesus Cruz. This is, of course, the Lucha Libre edition of Indie Handshake. And joining me today is the long-lost Dinamita brother, El Tigre Dinamita, a.k.a. the Dynamite Tiger. How you doing, brother? Hey, hey how's it going? How's it going? So uh, Dynamite Tiger I met on Instagram, and I started following because I must have seen one of your posts. Somebody must have liked the post or shared one of your posts. So Dynamite Tiger, he shares a lot of vintage 80s Lucha Libre, and not only Lucha Libre, but music as well. How did that era, or why did that era uh, stick with you? It was just a lot of, a lot of, uh, with Lucha, I think, a lot of it just has to just do with, I was kind of raised with it, you know, and then, um, with that page, I try to kind of balance it out and I try to put more like uh, music, but then I kind of want to do a little bit more of the Lucha, but lately I've been doing a lot of both, you know, these, like these last past couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, I try to mostly just stick with like the Lucha, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those, so how, it's one of how those things your, that I love. How did your page start? Did it start with Lucha or did it start with like 80s music? It actually started just with simple pictures that I used to take with my ex-girlfriend. And then um, I just started posting like little, um, just small Lucha wrestling related type of things. And then it went on from there, you know, and I noticed that there was a Lucha community. So I kind of wanted to do that. At first, what happened was um, I had a, I had a friend named Matt and he got hooked on Lucha Underground and he wanted to start a um, Lucha page back on, well, on Facebook. So he pretty much, he knew that I was into Lucha and he asked me if I wanted to be one of the admins for the Lucha page. And I said, oh yeah, let's totally do that. And that was back in 2014, I want to say. Okay. Um, the page goes by uh, Lucha Libre Unleash. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, is that on, uh, you said it was a Facebook page, right? Yeah, it's like on Facebook. I, it's it's still active, but we don't really post that much. So that's how that kind of started. And so I started transferring like a lot of the pictures onto um, Instagram. And that's how it pretty much started. And then I started doing wrestling videos, a lot of editing and stuff like that. So so you edit the, the videos that you show on Instagram, you edit those? Yes, yes. Okay. I actually try to find them. I try to Google a lot of the stuff that I was raised watching, like in the 80s. Like, of course, Lee's Mark was, was one of the wrestlers and Super Astro. So I try to kind of go backwards with those guys and try to, you know, find some of their good matches and, and stuff like that. So so how did you, uh, in your youth, uh, how did you discover Lucha Libre? Like, it, was like actually, it was actually my mom. My mom was the one that we used to watch it every every Sunday on Channel 22 here in uh, LA, here in California, and I've been hooked ever since. You know, um, not only not only uh, was it lucha, but it was also um, WWF mm -hmm. at the time too. I started watching WF when it was the golden era. So it was, uh, what was that feud that got me hooked was the big boss man and Hulk Hogan. Okay. 
Okay. And then with Lucha, it was Lee's Mark versus El Fabuloso Blondie. Mm. That was what got me into Lucha. Okay. So it was yeah, like, yeah. It was kind of like a, it was a good era. It was a good time. Yeah, no, I got I got into it. Uh, I would say late late '80s, uh, early yeah. '90s. Yeah, yeah. And the way that I, the way that I discovered it is I was um, uh, I've watched WWF, you know, whatever was on Saturday, you know, uh, some oh. Saturday mornings. Uh, I didn't we didn't have cable, so it was just whatever was free. We you know, so we watched yeah. we would watch WWF stars, you know, beat up like the jobbers or whatever. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> And then, um, it's like Johnny the Milk Boy versus the Earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know who's gonna win that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I never got to watch like a uh, pay per view or like uh, Money oh, yeah. Raw. And I had to wait for it to go to VHS and get it like at the local video store or something. Yeah, no, it's funny because um, in in second grade, there was me and my friend, and he was the only. He was probably like one of the other kids that liked wrestling and at the school, I think there was probably like maybe four to be honest with you. Um, and so there was uh, this girl that used to sit by us and her brothers were into wrestling. She was, she had to kind of watch it, you know? Yeah. So whenever we would talk, talk about wrestling, she would kind of butt in and try to kind of, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I remember um, she would be like the person that would give us like, dude, who won the pay-per-view on Sunday? Who was it? Oh, Hulk Hogan beat blah, 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 blah. So she would give us like all the info because she was like the one that had the pay-per-views. <laughs> her parents got her like the pay-per-view every Sunday because of her brothers or whatever, you know? So um, yeah, that's how we would get like our, our info on on the pay-per-views was because of her. <laughs> but, yeah, I never even ordered, uh, to be honest with you, a, a kid. Yeah. 50 bucks, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no yeah, my folks. I keep pairs of shoes right there. Yeah, yeah, no, not my folks wouldn't have let me. Wouldn't have let me. Hell no. It. I only watched uh, Monday Night Raw when I would go to my uh, aunt's house in Fresno. I'm, I'm up here in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. And so I would go because she had cable. So that's when I would watch Monday Night Raw when I was on like summer vacation. Uh, but Lucha yeah. specifically, uh, I got uh, interested because I was at my cousin's. I was like sleeping over. We're playing G.I. Joe's upstairs in his room, and then I hear my uncle, his dad, yelling downstairs, like, Chinga, tu madre, deja lo pinche puta. Oh, yeah, they get all into it. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? So I, like, climbed down the stairs and kind of peeked. I'm like, oh, shit, is he yelling at somebody? And no, well, he was yelling at the TV. He was watching Galavision, and uh, it was, I remember it was Los Brazos versus, uh, it was Pierrot and somebody else, two other oh, yeah. And it was like, I was hooked. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, he's cussing at the TV. He's really mad because they're beating up Super Porky, you know. Oh. Uh, yeah, and after that, I was hooked, you know. Then he, he uh, got us some Lucha masks, and my, um, my godfather took me to some matches. So, yeah, I was, I was hooked. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, man, where you just get attached, dude. Just, just some of those, just the way how it was, you know back then the storytelling was done so good even like i remember how bloody some of those cml ll matches you know with like los brazos gosh dude, those guys would bleed all the time yeah it was a lot different from um from wwf you know definitely from wwf oh for sure and then you have like two different styles two different two different styles man yeah. you know i'm way two different styles you know yeah, my godfather would say that WWF was fake and Lucha Libre was real. 
Like if I would watch WWE, he's like, oh, that's fake. That's fake. You need to watch the real stuff. You need to watch uh, Lucha Libre. There's like, I used to say like they're, they really hit each other there. Yeah. I even remember how, how I would trip out on whenever I would watch uh, Lucha was, it was whenever they would show like Arena Mexico and it looked all dirty. Like the floors, like all the poles, like the poles, like had like blood, and it was it was a whole <laughs> it was a whole different story from like WWF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just so different, too different, you know. And that's what made it really like unique. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, going back to your page, um, how do you how do you obtain a lot of these vintage photos and uh, videos? Do you honest truth i i honestly just dig just dig going through like i go in through my little modes where i go on um facebook there's some people that find some really cool stuff too i try not to um take like the copyrights either you know because i try to kind of leave it to them um before i post anything i try to make sure that it hasn't been completely over overdone also just because I don't know where the picture came from. So I try to do like research on, on, on the pictures before I post, just so I, you know, don't take other people's images, you know, also okay. could take it very uh, offensive or whatever. Yeah, no, that's very um, cool of you. But yeah, I, I just dig through Google also, just Google like a lot of images. Sometimes I get lucky and I find stuff. Um, I actually found a way that if you Google like, certain wrestlers like certain mexican wrestlers on on google like in like in uh, japanese you'll find like different images yeah. like from japan or even from mexico but you know so that's always like a good way how to find pictures of uh, uh some of these lucha guys you know okay yeah i've been uh, so i sent you i've been capturing a lot of my you know there's some behind me i've been capturing a lot of my tapes a lot of my vhs tapes I oh, yeah. sent you about two documentaries that you haven't seen, so that was kind of cool to kind of trade footage with you and, and, and check that out. I was going to actually show you these. I'm planning on capturing these soon, and I'll send, them, I'll send you the matches. But I, these are from, like, a local uh, Mexican video store that was out here that went out of business. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, these are, like, really fucking – this is probably, like, late 80s, early 90s type stuff. Oh, wow. I'll get a load of that. There's a, they're stretching out Super Astro right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder who he's... And obviously oh, okay, the, okay. The, obviously the classics, classic. you know, Santo Blue Demon versus whoever. Those but were yeah, classic man, Yeah, I remember, like, Sundays, they would play those. Like, before he would watch Lucha, they would have those, like, on Channel 22. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the artwork, dude. That is a good find. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, some, it's got, like, Ray Jr., it's got... So what year is that? Like nineteen ninety four? Um, let's see. Is there nineteen ninety three? Yeah, I don't see a date on these. But yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's got to be around there. But yeah, dude, I'll um, I'll uh, I'll, I'll uh, send you these. It says Lucha Mania International with WWO. Oh, WWO. Okay. That's the guys that would put these together. We were just talking about WWO with a friend of mine because they would put on some super cards. We, we found one from Watsonville and they had like 
guys like La Parca in them, and they also, but they also had like Yokozuna. Like they had like WWF guys. Yeah. Actually, what's weird was um, out here in Anaheim, uh, Yokozuna had his last match out here in Anaheim with uh, Mean Mascaras at the Angel Stadium. Okay. Yeah, I guess he was kind of sticking around locally. Yeah. I know Rakishi has a promotion out, out here in Southern California. Yeah, Knox Pro. Yeah, I think it's like 909 area, like Inland Empire area, a little bit upper from Orange County. Yeah, did you ever um, did you ever work for a local promotion like um, no no, wise or no no to be honest with you like like I've known people that have you know that have like um, that have worked for like some of the local wrestling promotions like out here like in Anaheim there was one that was going on I don't even think it even had a name they would just have wrestling every Sunday mm-hmm. and that's where Super Dragon started i don't know if you're familiar with him yeah yeah there was a um, revolution pro wrestling i believe yeah yeah i think he does i think he does work for pwg now or something like that I yeah he yeah he was one of he's one of the founders yeah yeah and so he yeah so that was like there for a while i think it was kind of like dead does that make sense it kind of like it it still had hype but it really wasn't there like now you know where they have um What's that one wrestling school out here? Was it the Santino Brothers? Yeah, you know, that's... So there's a lot... There's even a lot of, like, um, wrestlers, too, like, local wrestlers that are starting um, little lucha schools, too, you know? Yeah, I don't know if FMLL, the, the posters behind me, I don't know if they still have a school out there or not. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if they do or not. Yeah, I know there was a ref, or there is or was a ref named uh, Platanito. I don't know if you ever got to see him at live show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was he's done, stuff for, um, he's done stuff for Lucha Baboom. He's like the referee. Yep. Yeah, I always, always like seeing him because he would fly. Like, he would do a little plancha before he counted. Uh, oh, yeah. He would always do it because he wanted to shine, you know. So he would, he would do a little plancha over the wrestlers, jump over them, and then count. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, course, no, people were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, he still does his stuff, dude." Yeah, he actually he's still around. Actually, he does lucha of a boom. He's like their referee. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever see a referee El Indio? He's another LA guy. Who is it? El Indio. He has really long hair, like fabulous fucking long hair. It's like uh, cold black hair. Uh, but he's a character too, man. He he he's done a lot of FMLO shows and a lot of he's well known in LA. Uh, referee El Indio, they'll, they'll even post him on the uh, flyer. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. No, yeah, no, no. that guy was a character because uh, so he kind of do whatever the hell he wanted. He would go rogue sometimes on his own just to just to shine in the ring, or you know he'd be over there hella drunk and. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, that guy was a character one time that. It was at one of these shows. I think it was this one here. Because um, I would take some of the local wrestlers to these. I would get them booked on these shows. And so the wrestlers came out, and they're all waiting for the referee. And they look over, and dude's over there with his beard, just like, oh, shit, we're on art. <laughs> and then he'll go into the ring. But, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, dude. So how is the scene out there? Is it is it still shining? Is it even more, um, more now? Or... Yeah, there, there def- there's definitely more uh, shows now or, you know, well, before the COVID. Uh, 
there wasn't that much. I was just telling in, some, uh, in an interview that I did, you know, in 2003, there wasn't a scene until we started doing monthly shows. And then from that, a lot of other groups branched out and did their own thing. So, yeah, after 2003, I'd say around 2008, 2010, the scene started um, popping up again, popping up up here in NorCal. But yeah, it was SoCal always seemed to have a more more thriving Lucha Libre scene. You know, it, it, took, oh, yeah. a while, it took a while for the Bay Area to to get on it, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's crazy now. It's so crazy now, you know, because now it's like. You know, you had you had your typical like Mexican families and, you know, going to these Lucha shows. And then now I think what's kind of helped it a lot, which it's so strange, but at the same time, it makes completely sense was Lucha Underground, I think, kind of gave it that hype again, you know, because um, when when uh, who was it when Pentagon Jr. played at this small, low budget like, yeah gym it was like somewhere like in east la um a while ago um a lot of lucha underground people showed up just to support them you know so it's kind of like you have a lot of different people showing up at these events now which i think it's hell cool what were you some what were uh, some of your favorite promotions to watch i think you've mentioned you've seen wpw in anaheim at the flea market right oh yeah 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 that one yeah that one was actually like cool to go to on Sundays. That's, and I think sometimes they would have it on Saturdays. Most of the time, whenever I would go, would be Sundays, like Sundays at six o'clock, you know, they would have yeah, just that was thing to do. talent. Yeah. I know Super Astro performed there. So did Eddie Guerrero. They had um, like a lot of good Lucha talent. Vampiro has been there. Yeah. They've, they've put a lot of good, good talent there you know yeah so yeah, that I, was another way to discover um lucha was going through the swamp meets too yeah at that time yeah there so, was a couple um, of promotions up here that started doing like the different swap meets like in san jose oakland uh and yeah people you know sometimes people that that aren't even into wrestling or lucha either they would just walk by and just watch and they yeah. walk around and oh you know, let me buy a mask you know my kid wants a mask so that's always kind of cool to see people that aren't fans, like they show up and they're amazed by it. And now they want to be part of it. They want to buy a mask. They want to buy a shirt. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like I kind of like sometimes just feel that families just want to go just to just go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's one thing too that I, that I like about, the lucha scene too that it still is like that it still has that spark to hispanic community showing up just going just to have a great time you know you ever catch any shows in uh tj or or anywhere in mexico the last one and to be honest with you um i went to was back in 1999 and um it was when um Super Astro lost his mask. <laughs> I was kind of like bummed out about that. And uh, to be honest with you, like I didn't even want to go because I was dating this girl and she like broke up with me that same weekend. Oh man. So like my mom like forced me to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So you, they broke up with you and then Superastro lost his mask. So it wasn't a good week for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, to be honest with you, I was, I was, it was really weird because this is before cell phones. So like she broke up with me, you know? And so when I was, I was just pissed the whole time, even driving up there, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that was like the last time I actually went, like I've been wanting to go, but lately since like, I've been hearing things about like the drug cartel and all that. Yeah. And, you know, I yeah. mean, I did have my bad experiences when I went down to TJ one time. So I, I kind of want to just. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, that's always, you know, that's always a risk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from what I heard was that they actually have a, lo a Lucha uh, bus that picks oh. you up. Okay. Yeah, and it's all decked out with like lucha stuff, like inside the bus, and oh, they'll take you to a taco shop, and then they'll take you to the arena to go watch lucha, and then they'll okay. pick you up. So yeah, they have like something similar in uh, Guadalajara. Okay. They, uh, they they take you on this little, little two tier bus. Yeah. The top is open, so you get they'll drive you around Guadalajara, take you. I think they take you to tequila tasting, then to a restaurant, and then to La Arena. Sweet. Yeah, I never got on to work because I, you know, my I have family out there, so I I'd always stay out with them. But uh, yeah, dude, I would love going to to Arena Coliseo um, in Guadalajara. Actually, the last time I went a couple years ago, uh, as I was walking in, you know, I was paying my ticket and I was getting in, and then this guy bumps me like hello rude, like elbowing everybody out of the way. It was uh, Mister Niebla. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he was late. And he, he didn't even have like a, like a gear bag. He was carrying his shit like this. And he, was, he just had his mask on barely. And he was just hugging his, his gear and his boots. And he was like getting through the crowd. Like, get the fuck out of my way. You know? How funny. Wow. Yeah. From going back to the, uh, the old school 80s era, what was your choice? Was it AAA or was it uh, CMLL? Well, to be honest with you, it's so weird because um, out here, I think they changed times i think they started showing cmll around 12 o'clock i almost want to say and then they started showing um triple uh triple a around five so cml would come on around 12 and then uh triple a would come on at um what was it um five o'clock so I didn't know that. So there for a while, I didn't watch a lot of uh, CMLL. So I was more watching a lot of the AAA because I didn't, you know. There for a while, I thought that um, CMLL has, had changed their name, you know. Like it was kind of weird. And then because like... Yeah, just like the time changing. So they took over that. Uh, so so Triple A took over that time, mm -hmm. and then they would show Triple A, you know, around five o'clock, which that was the time that CMLL was being showed on TV. Yeah. So there for a while, I was completely Triple A, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which it was a good era because it had some of the best, man. Yeah. You know had some of the best it really did it was yeah. it was a good it was a good era just because you know this the storytelling between eddie and art bar were great and then mm -hmm. those bingo locals were awesome and then conan you know turned heel and 
And um, I remember his retirement match that he had. <laughs> and then he came back and he pissed people off. <laughs> yeah, they all come back, dude. <laughs> fans even wanted their money back. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it was a good time, dude. It was a good time for, for AAA, in my opinion. So, you being in SoCal, were you uh, able to go see the uh, When Worlds Collide pay-per-view? Yeah. I actually got, like, six, six row for that show. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, that was, like, um, believe it or not, I, I, like, I found it kind of odd, you know, just because it had, like, American wrestlers in it. And I kind of wasn't expecting to be for it to have such a big impact the way how it does now. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people have gone backwards with that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, it's like the coolest thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> at the time, believe it or not, it was just kind of like, okay, cool. It happened, you know, but right now it's like, dude, they love it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but people just, love that pay-per-view so much yeah, yeah. I, I have it uh, i have it on vhs and uh yeah i find myself going back and watching it well now i can just look it up on youtube right watch but uh yeah no uh, i was already a, a fan but i really became even more of a fan of los gringos locos so it was like oh these guys are amazing especially art bar i was really a fan of art bar uh, yeah and, and eddie yeah. of course and like there for a while like i remember when eddie was doing cmll and um he was just so simple he was just so simple like he was a good wrestler though you know what i mean but once he joined those gringo locals that was like a whole different story you know it was just a whole different eddie you know and i know he's done and i I know he's done like promos too with conan i don't know if you've seen those on, on like youtube yeah there's a popular one where it's just him and Conan, and they're going off on somebody. I don't know who the wrestler is, but yeah, dude, it's yeah, man. You know that was a whole that was a whole good time for for Triple A for sure. Now, did you watch that when you were younger, or did you started kind of watching it recently when World? I watched out? it. Um, no, I rent. I uh, I bought the uh, VHS tape in nineteen ninety. Eight or nine. Okay. And uh, when was the pay-per-view? What year was that? Uh, 1994. 94. Okay. So, yeah. No, I, I was living in Mexico at the time. Oh. And, and I wasn't watching a lot of Lucha Libre. Ironically, I wasn't watching a lot of Lucha Libre in Mexico. I was watching more soccer. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, you would be surprised how many how many people don't watch Lucha Libre, but they watch WWE in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, one of my uh, compadres, that's how he is. He, uh, yeah. he won't watch Lucha Libre. He doesn't know who anybody is, but he knows who Randy Orton is. He knows who John Cena is. Yeah, uh, a, a it's lot so of- crazy because yeah. that's how some of those wrestler guys. Now, I know Daga, Daga, mm-hmm. Lucha Underground, right? Guy, yeah. he, he, okay, he was wrestling for Lucha. I, I know he's a big WWE fan. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, I, I, was listening to one of his interviews and he said he didn't really watch Luchetta's house. It was mostly just American wrestling, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, yeah. you know, he's a big, uh, what is that? Uh, Crispin Wall fan. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snappy style, kind of like his, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but that's true. A lot of, uh, especially the the kids, they don't really watch Lucha Libre. They, they'll watch WWE. Which makes sense because yeah. it's, there's probably a lot more storytelling in WWE. I mean, if you're into that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there for a while, I remember Triple A was doing it. Yeah. And so was uh, CML. Was the backstage storytelling. I don't know if you remember those. A little bit, yeah. It was like a telenovela. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all cheesy, like, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of funny stuff going on too with all those little backstage promos. So going, uh, moving on into uh, masks. So obviously you like to wear a mask. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you who your favorite tiger is. Uh, I think it's pretty, it's uh, it's it's uh, pretty safe to say. But uh, tell us, are you a mask collector, or or and how? Actually, even before that, how did you come up with the name Tigre Dinamita or Dynamite Tiger? Well, what's funny was um, there's there's somebody that follows me on on Instagram. Well, actually, he was he was following me on on Facebook on that lucha on that lucha page, mm-hmm. and um, he knew I was a Dynamite Kid fan, and he knew I was a Tiger Mask fan, and so he came up with it. His name's Dusty, okay. and so. A shout out to him and so uh he's the one that kind of came up with it i was like dude i like it <laughs> so i kind of like at first i thought it was really cheese ball like but it's already a cheese ball when i'm wearing another lucha wrestler's mask i might as well just go with the full shebang and take it and just have fun with it right you yeah. know so that's yeah. what i pretty much did and um yeah dude it just it stuck around there for a while you know i I was really uh, there for a while when the internet came out. <clears throat> I couldn't stop watching a lot of those Tiger Mask, Dynamite Kid matches. I was hooked, you know. Yeah. Oh, those were great matches. For sure. So um, as far as mask collecting goes, too, um, I'm really picky what I collect. I know there's some of my followers, they're actually on, on, on Instagram. They're, um, they seem to be collecting just lucha mask which they're not even fans of the wrestlers they just collect them which i think that's cool too but i don't have that kind of money (laughs) you know so but i do collect tiger mask and i do want to get some um i want to get some of those so i kind of want to start collecting some of the guys that i grew up watching i do have a super astro i want to get me a lees mark you know so, but I do collect tiger masks. I have a couple more in the room next door, but yeah. Do you have a go-to uh, mask maker or a go-to uh, seller? Yeah, there's actually a guy um, on on eBay that I found, and he sells stuff from Japan. Um, this one and that one and this one are from that guy. Okay. Um, they're a little bit pricey, but it's hard to find a tiger mask replica. Like this guy's from Mexico, and the nose and the ears are different. For some odd reason, when a Japanese person makes a tiger mask, he like nails it right on the dot. But when a Mexican guy does it, the yeah. nose is a little bit off. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ears are way too thick and way too long. It's hard to explain. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess yeah, it's, like, it's a tiger different, I guess. Yeah, like if you go like on eBay, like you'll see a guy selling a, 
a tiger mask from Mexico. And don't get me wrong, it's it's real lame, Japanese lame. Yeah. And he's using leather and he's using all that and he's selling the mask for 90 bucks, but the nose comes all the way up to here. The ears are like just totally different. The fur is like yeah. all like long. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I mean, I I try to go from for like the replica type of look you know what i mean yeah yeah have you ever um, had a, a mask signed like a lot of have you ever had an experience like a rude experience with like a wrestler that didn't want to sign something or actually you know what no 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 i um no i actually kind of come prepared for that you know um like when i went to go see solar you know i i asked him hey if i get a uh a replica made would you sign it yeah um and he said uh well actually like you know he told me his prices of his masks and all that stuff and he's like yeah i'm selling this for that you know and i'll sign it okay yeah. cool so i came with you know a little bit of money just to buy a mask off of him and get it signed yeah so i try to make sure because you never know yeah worse these days they're so protective with with their image. Actually, what's funny was some of the relatives are like protective sometimes when they see like their dad, like I heard El Hijo de Canfu is like that. When someone posts a picture of his dad, he'll take it like offensive. I don't know how accurate that is, but I've never had that problem. Okay. You know, he, he's commented on some of my videos, but he's never liked them. But he'll be like, yeah, you know, that was my dad when he like, like, oh, okay, cool. He commented at least. You know, he didn't like it, but. <laughs> but <laughs> so he's pretty yeah, much no, telling yeah. you, hey, I'm watching you. That's what he's pretty much telling you. Like, hey, I'm watching you. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, I've never had really any qualms with, with, um, with any Lucha guys that I've. Yeah. Uh, no, the reason I ask is something, you know, there's a lot of, you hear a lot of stories of guys like me, Mascaras, who. Oh, Yeah who would rip up your mask if it wasn't original or who would, you know, be kind of rude. Uh, I had a, a instance with, uh, Elia Park, the original La Parca. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I met him uh, years ago, right when WCW folded and he was cool. Uh, I actually got to interview him. I we used to have a little TV show back, back then. I interviewed him in actually in LA, uh, at uh, Frankenson's. Do you ever go to Frankenson's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe a city of industry. I guess that's Estelle area, right? Yeah, 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 totally is, totally. Yeah, so got to interview him, like guys like Shocker and uh, Mr. Aguila, so it was cool. But then I met him at an FMLL show here in San Jose, and a buddy of mine was a comic book artist, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I had a, I had a steel chair that was just laying there in my garage. So I, was, I told my buddy, hey, do you think you could do L.L. Park's mask right here? And not only did he do the mask, but he did this whole – I'll see if I can find a picture. He did like a comic book thing of La Parca like this. And it's at LA Park with like lightning bolts on his chair. So we show up to the show, FMLO on backstage. Uh, like I said, I booked some of the local guys on there. So I'm just chilling back there and I see him. And I was like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, hey, I brought you this chair. And he looked at it and he goes, eh, you like, it's all right. And then he just sets it aside and he doesn't even say thank you or you know, I wanted to take a picture with him in the chair, but he was like, no, all right, now get the fuck out of here kind of deal. And yeah, like, I heard about that. Yeah, he, I heard that he, he too cool for he work. Came out, he came out with the chair that night, so it was cool. And then after the show was done, I'm like, oh, I'm looking for the chair. He can't take it with him. You know, he, won't, he wouldn't take it with him. 
But I guess he did take him with him. And when he did the uh, Elia Park versus La Parca, a triple A match, do you remember that? I think it was in a triple mania. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he came out with the chair that I gave him. I was like, oh, fuck. So he kept it this whole time. Like, he actually took it with him on the on the airplane or somehow. Oh, my gosh. That's freaking badass. Wow. Is it the one that had, like, the picture drawn on it? It was a picture of him. I'll see if I can pull it up, and I might I might show it on here on the interview. But That uh, is yeah. rad. I thought that was cool. Like, oh, shit, that's my, my homie's chair that I gave, and he came out in triple mania with it. Dude, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I've heard I've heard stuff like that too, like happening, you know, with, with, with like La Parca. I heard he's Yeah. So on going back to WWF, uh on your page it says that you you didn't really care for the uh attitude era. Is there a specific yeah. reason? You know, to be honest with you, like and, and it's so weird because with like the attitude era, like I remember how cool it became. You know, how how cool like I think that was like that's when wrestling became cool. You know, and by what I mean by that is that, like, you could actually walk inside a mall and buy yourself, like, a shirt with Stone Cold, or you could walk inside your local 7-Eleven and buy a, a cup, a 7-Eleven cup with the rock on it, you know? Um, but it was a good period time of, of, of wrestling. I, I think I got into other things, like, as far as, like, girls and skateboarding, and I kind of stopped watching wrestling and lucha kind of all together around that time and then not only that too but some of the lucha talent went to wcw which i never really watched yeah a lot of that you know i think it was just i guess it's as cliche as it sounds everything kind of happens for a reason so yeah it, it was just it was weird because when i think about the attitude or i think about um what was it Lucha, WCW, and then I think about Hulk Hogan, the NWO, and all that. But, and like one other reason why, I think the main reason is why is because when Hulk, when uh, the Ultimate Warrior lost the belt against Sergeant Slaughter, I don't know if, if you remember that, mm -hmm. I was really pissed because how the Macho Man like interfered and like hit him with the sector over the head. And like, uh -huh. so I was pissed. I was like, dude, I'm done watching wrestling. Like, <laughs> but not only to top that, it was the gimmicks, man. Like they had like <clears throat> the junk, the, the, the trash man. And they had like the plumber dude. And they had like the hockey player guy. They were just coming up with all the these. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird because I tell like some of my buddies, actually like one of my best friends, Mike, he got into the attitude era and he wasn't like, he didn't like, he knew who Jake the snake Roberts was. He knew who, you know, uh, you know, the killer bees were whatever from the golden era, but he, he didn't watch it. So like, I, I tried to tell him like, dude, you no, know, there was a period of time of, 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 of like wrestling where it got just weird. Like all these weird gimmicks were like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, yeah. like, I just thought that some of those gimmicks were becoming, there was like a dentist, doc, Dr. Isaac Yankum. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Pain, yeah. Just, yeah, dude, stuff just got too weird for me. So I was like, dude, this is just, uh, and then plus Ultimate Warrior is not champion. So it's like, why should I watch this? <laughs> so I, I kind of became like, like the cool. And then I think it, it all went to cable too. So it was hard for me to keep watching um, primetime wrestling. And whenever they would show it, like on the weekends too, I remember like, um, it, it would like, 
you would have to wait until baseball was over during the day to watch it. And it would only show like 20 minutes of it. Oh, all right, cool wrestling for 20, you know? But yeah, everything, everything went to uh, cable television. Monday Night Raw, you know? So it was hard to kind of keep in touch. And then 99 is when I started watching it again because of SmackDown. Yeah, about same, same here. Same, same for me. Probably like 90, 97. Yeah, is when you, you know, and it sucks. Uh, yeah it, it, I you know there for a while I was hanging out at this record store and they're all Attitude Era guys and they're like dude you should try watching some of this stuff but believe it or not you know like some of these matches that they were talking about you can't really go backwards with them and watch it even on YouTube or on the WWE Network because not everything is on there you know what I mean yeah. but from it being a good era it was probably like it put wrestling like on the map hard, you know. And I know, I know. Uh, now moving forward, uh, I know you're not a big Lucha Underground fan either. Yeah. Um, is there any specific reason? I mean, I, I've watched like maybe one season, and then I just couldn't get into it anymore. Yeah. What's really weird was um, my girlfriend at the time, because she was a wrestling fan too, and so well her family. So. Um, and so I remember she calls me up and she's all like, oh my gosh, I'm watching Lucha Libre. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? On what channel? She's like, I don't know. It's like a little midget. He's like, he looks like a white Power Ranger and he's doing flips. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm like, oh, are you talking about Lucha Libre? Are you talking about Lucha Libre USA? She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what this is, you know? And this was like five years ago, whatever. I'm like, huh, I wonder what it is. And then it went to commercials and she's like, Oh, it's Lucha Underground. I'm like, Lucha, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, No, like, I don't, like, I never heard of it. So, like, I did like a little bit of research. And I was like, Huh, that's kind of weird, you know? Like, I'd never heard of this. And yeah. so I went to go visit my mom and she was, she had, you know, cable. And I remember I was watching the Phoenix versus, what was his name? Mean Muertes. Uh huh. It was like their little few that they had going on back and forth. And I was like, hey, this is actually pretty cool, you know? But I didn't really quite get into it, yeah. you know? I, yeah, no, I don't know. Like a lot of people say it's my loss. You know, it's like, oh, dude, you're missing out. But in the same time, though, too, though, we're not the only ones that feel this way. There's people in Mexico that don't even pay attention to it. You know, there's Mexican wrestling fans out there in Mexico that don't even watch yeah. Lucha Underground. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's I mean, for everybody, yeah. Yeah, and, like, not only that, too, but, like, lately, as far as, like, promotions go, I've been, like... Like, I knew it was a promotion that wasn't going to last that long because it reminded me a lot of Lucha USA. You remember watching that? back? I've seen... Uh, yeah, I remember seeing, uh, like, bits and pieces here and there. yeah. It had like La Parca, I think, or like the Mini Parca, and it had like La Sarita Sangrada, Tinieblas, and some other ones. I think Blue Demon was in there too. Yeah, they they well they would they would switch up their uh, their lineup. I think that guy that I mentioned earlier, Mascara Purpura, was part of that. I think that yeah, they did do a show in San Jose. I know for sure at least one show they've done up here. Yeah, and and I I thought that was kind of cool, you know, but that's what. Lucha Underground kind of reminded me of, and I was like, but then I started finding out that it wasn't even a, 
a, a promotion. It was like a TV show or something. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Yeah. But, you know, it did put Lucha Libre on the map, I think. Yeah. There's so many people that became fans and wanted to discover Lucha Libre because of Lucha Underground, in my opinion. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, no. I started watching just because it was Robert Rodriguez's network, and I'm, you know, I'm a big, you know, fan of it. <laughs> uh, so that's why I started watching it. And of course, you know, you, it's yeah. so yeah, let me give this a try. You know, let me check it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I know like a lot of people were, like a lot of luchadors, like were kind of upset because there were it was like a mockery, I guess, of it taking the mask and putting it on the guy that just these gimmicks that they were kind of coming up with. And, yeah. Yeah, and no, I did. I, I, I like I said, I only watched like one season, then really didn't really follow after that. Yeah, yeah, and it's so weird because um, the matches that I did see with Phoenix and Mean Muertes, um, dude, they were bloody. They were they were good, and it sucks because you have a you have a TV show like that that is having good matches. And it's not even a promotion, it's a TV show. But then you watch WWE and it's a promotion and it's not even doing as good as, so everything's all backwards, does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just, dude, this is a TV show and it's doing better than, you know, WWE as far as the matches go, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was like, my, I was actually blown away. I think I watched like three episodes or something like that. I was like blown away from it. Well, uh, so uh, this this will be the last question, but uh, what has been your fondest memory uh, in, in Lucha Libre or collecting? Uh, what has been your fondest memory to date? Mine, gosh, dude, can I have, can I pick two? Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Mine was when, um, memory was when, okay, so there's a guy named Norman Smiley. He's an English wrestler. Yeah, oh yeah, Black he, Magic. Conan, yeah, yeah, when Conan was wrestling for WCW, he went and he discovered some talent, right? Like in the early 90s, I don't know if you remember that. And he brought some of those guys to uh, CMLL. And Black Magic was one of them, Norman Smiley, and another English wrestler. He was the guy that, gosh, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name, but he's the guy that does the super kick, the English guy that does the super kick. He was like one of the originals. Yeah. I yeah. can't think of it now, right now. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's really weird, but they they both showed up in, in uh, CMLL and um, Giant Kamala uh, had shown up too around that same time. And so they were building this like feud between them, you know, uh, even promos were made with Black Magic going, Giant Kamala. I'm going to get you, you know, I'm black magic, blah, 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 you know? And so there was this one time where <clears throat> there was um, giant Kamala and all these guys were trying to pick him up and they couldn't do it. Like Rayo de Jalisco tried doing it and they, you know, and then Dandy tried doing it. All these like Lucha guys tried picking up the giant Kamala and they couldn't do it. And so uh, Norman Smiley, black magic comes and just scoops them body slams it. <laughs> and the crowd went crazy and i was like dude i gotta freaking find this video I, you know i gotta find this video um so i want to make this short so 
there was this little uh, promo type of thing where it had Octagon. He would show you how to make sushi. <laughs> I actually found that, dude. I was like, dude, I found oh, I nice. that was one other moment too. So I actually found that. But once things get better, my mind's in a better place, I'm gonna edit that and I'm gonna post it on that on that yeah. page on my, you know, on my IG. Um second one was when uh Vigo Mendoza won against Scorpio. I thought that was like for the hair versus hair match in, in a Sale. He just he beat him, man, and the crowd went freaking nuts, dude. It was like, ah, people were all cheering for him. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, like, those were, like, the moments that I, you know. I'm still trying to find uh, that that Kamala getting body slammed. I can't find it. You know? Oh, you'll find it, man. I know you, I know you will. Uh, yeah, man, thank you, for, uh, thank you for doing this interview. Like I said, uh, you know, I've never met you before. It was just through Instagram. It's like, oh, this guy's cool, you yeah, know. Security was hella fun, man, yeah. you know. Yeah, so... Oh, always send me messages dude you know if you have any questions and same here you know thanks yeah. for having me on i totally appreciate it man yeah so everybody follow uh integrated dinamita i'll post your your site on here and uh yeah man enjoy enjoy the content because it's really great content so thanks again brother uh this has been the indie handshake and i'm jesus cruz thank you for watching awesome thank you so much man